Welcome to the Grace Long Beach Podcast, a series of sermons from our weekly Sunday gathering. For more information on our church community, values, and service times, please visit www.gracelb.org. Thanks for listening. Did anybody else tear up hearing that hallelujah chorus? It reminds us that it's almost Christmas, and uh, there's just certain things you can't forget at Christmas. Certainly the birth of our Lord. Uh, Also, the lights and the trees and the songs and the gifts. Uh, I admit that it would have been very difficult for me to have forgotten Christmas lights this year because I was so prepared, I put them up last December. Um, But there's another thing I can't forget at Christmas, and that's the Christmas ghosts. Uh, You know, the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future from Charles Dickens' story, A Christmas Carol. I'm just, I'm so moved by this story because um, Ebenezer Scrooge is visited by these ghosts, and everything changes for him because they show him who he really is in contrast to who he was made to be. And he awakes on Christmas morning, a changed man. As we near Christmas ourselves, um, I want to remind us that we too have been visited by a strange power. Uh, Not ghosts exactly, um, but salvation. We've been visited by salvation in three tenses, salvation past, salvation future, and salvation present. And our visit by salvation changes everything for us. Salvation past uh, visits us and reminds us of everything that God has already done for us in Jesus Christ. Salvation past says that salvation is completed, fulfilled, real. God has already brought salvation to completion in Jesus Christ. Incarnation, cross, resurrection, ascension, Pentecost, they all flash before our eyes. And suddenly we remember that all of this has happened already and that all of it was for us. In Jesus Christ, God brings the whole work of salvation to completion. And that's why uh, it's so important for Paul, when you read his letters, that we are now located in Christ. We are people in Christ. For instance, Paul says that we are baptized into Jesus. Um, And when that happens, Jesus' past, his story becomes our past. It becomes our story. His death becomes our death, and his resurrection becomes our life. We are in Christ, Paul says. And this means that salvation is is much more than deliverance, uh, deliverance from death and sin and, and Satan. It means that Salvation is becoming alive to God and Jesus Christ. I find this absolutely wonderful. It means that the story of my life no longer begins with me. 
it doesn't end with whatever I'm able to make of myself. The story of my life begins and ends with God in Christ. I was reborn. I've uh, received the second birth. I don't know exactly when. I, I couldn't tell you exactly how it all works. But at some point, I know that I was made alive to God in Jesus Christ. I was saved, and it's meant everything to me. And in moments that I'm not uh, distracted or in a hurry, I feel such deep gratitude to God for all the graces that I've received. And, and I know that God will actually keep me in his good graces because everything needed for my salvation was brought to completion in Jesus Christ. Um, the same is true for you, whoever you are, wherever you are. Salvation past says your salvation is complete. It's fulfilled. It's real. But if, if salvation past is, is already complete, uh, if we're, we're already made alive to God and Jesus Christ, then, then what are we waiting for? Uh, why, are we, why are we still mortal? Uh, why do we still die? And this is where salvation future uh, meets us. Salvation future is not yet. Uh, salvation future is what will happen when God finally says to all creation, look, I am making all things new. It's, it's what will happen when all of humanity finally, fully shares Jesus's resurrection. Sometimes, uh, when Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament, sometimes he envisions salvation like a harvest. Uh, he uses agricultural language to describe what salvation is like. Uh, and Paul says that almost all of God's work has been done. The, the sowing and the plowing and the watering and everything else that, that goes into growing crops. Uh, he says that all that remains is reaping the harvest when it's ready. And Paul says that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is like the first fruit of that harvest. It's a foretaste of what's to come. Um, that is salvation past. But then Paul says another harvest is coming, our own resurrection. Um, he says each event will happen in the right order. This is 1 Corinthians 15. Christ, the first fruit of the harvest, then those who belong to Christ at his coming, and then the end. Death is the last enemy to be brought to an end. And that is salvation future. When Jesus comes again, we will finally be raised with him. We will have new bodies. Uh, Paul says that these current bodies we have are biodegradable. Um, they won't be around forever. But when God raises us with Jesus Christ, he says, we will be made of the stuff of stars. Uh, we'll be indestructible. It's indestructible stuff. And that's why now we live in perpetual 
Advent. Uh, we're perpetually waiting for the coming of God in Christ. And that's why, for me, being saved, uh, it evokes not only a deep sense of gratitude, but a deep sense of longing, um, yearning for the fullness of life, longing for eternal life. And that means um, I can no longer be apathetic, uh, no longer resigned to just the way things are. We live in hope of resurrection. We live toward a future that's not yet. We work toward a new creation that we may not see come in fullness before we die, even if in the meantime we see uh, glimmers of it. Salvation future visits us when we most need hope in the waiting room when we face our own mortality or the mortality of those we love. Salvation future visits us and, and holds us in hope. Uh, hope that what God did for Jesus in the resurrection, God will do for us. Hope that the salvation that is not yet uh, will be. So where does this leave us? Um, sometimes it really does feel like we're just stranded between uh, salvation past and salvation future, between uh, the already and the not yet. But this is where we discover the surprise of Advent. It's uh, the surprise of shepherds accosted by an angelic choir. It's the surprise of shoppers disrupted by the hallelujah chorus. It's the surprise of salvation present, visiting us here and now. Um, salvation present means that our lives are, are utterly laid bare to joy. No more fear, no more shame, no more resentment, no more embarrassment, no more hurry. On the day of salvation, uh, we have this language from Isaiah that the heavens sing and the earth rejoices and the mountains break out in song and we join creation's joy. God says to us, I listened to you at the right time and I helped you on the day of salvation. When is that day of salvation that God meets us and helps us? Is it a day long in the past? Was it Christmas Day when Jesus was born? Or Good Friday when he died for us? Was it Easter Sunday when he was raised for us? Or does the day of salvation lie somewhere in, in the distant future? Um, after the world's last night, at the dawn of new creation. The day of salvation, it turns out, is past and future. But here again is the surprising joy of Advent. God tells us, look, now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Today we hear God say to us, I am your salvation. Past, present, future, always. Thanks be to God.